It will get larger when we hit one. <laughs> that's what that's she what said. She <laughs> said. <laughs> well, that's what he said. It's probably that. Someone said it. Who cares? Have a good time. Have a good time. Don't I fucking wish I could have a good time. Have a good time. Have a good time. But my brain is more powerful than all of your lies. Have a good time. Have a good time. Wouldn't that just be lovely if I could control my mind? Have a good time. Have a good time. But I'm falling into something that I That's all that matters. You're gonna be like, two, one, hey, there is a countdown. There is, yeah, there is a countdown. Is it actually counting down? Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey. We're back for another week of pre-shift. Um, you might notice we changed locations. Um, We're upping I, our production value, as I've been, yeah, production value, because we put so much money <laughs> into, into this. It's more value. Also, it's not less valuable. Yeah, there nice. must have been some discussion about wanting to see the side of my head more than nothing. So that's fine. Uh, the side <laughs> of your head does look pretty nice sometimes. Thanks, Vaughn. Anyway. Can't say the same about the front. <laughs> hey. Okay, so anyway. Uh, today is Scotch Week, which is our favorite. Um, and after going kind of easy on everyone last week, we decided to go to basically most of our favorite, I know it's yours and my favorite region. Um, Might as well. Okay, cool. Isla. Sure, yeah. Um, and we're going to talk specifically about Ardbeg, but also we have uh, the three kind of major distilleries here that we have whiskeys from. So I don't know if you guys kind of want to touch on that real quick. All right, so like the three huge Isla distilleries, you got Lafroy, you got Ardbeg, and you got Lagavulin. There's a ton others, uh, including, uh, and, but not limited to... Brukladik, Bunahabin, Ardmore, Bowmore, Kilcoman, the... I'm sure, and a bunch of others. Okay. <laughs> and what's cool about these three is they're literally like a stone's throw away from each other. They're on the south side of Isla. They're like just down the road. Like you can probably look out the window and like wave at like, like Arbeg from Lafroy. They're mm -hmm. that close. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um. Ahead, I was just going to say, to back up, what is Isla? Oh, uh, yes. Isla is an island. Indeed. It's not, and also, is Isla. The pronunciation is uh, wild and varied, and, and just the, that name alone, and not even including, like, you know, Lafroig, uh, Isla. You, you hear Ile and Isle and Isla. Isla, Isla. 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 Yeah, for sure. Isla. Yeah, it's Isla. It's Isla. And like you said, it's. Uh, PSA, it's Isla. It's Isla. <laughs> Done. Uh, cool. it, it's a, it, yeah, it is an island, though, uh, on the southwest side of Scotland. Um, what makes you need, it's kind of a larger one for the islands that go around Scotland. Um, I was going to talk about the malting process, unless you were thinking about something else, because yes. what makes... Yes, so let's, let's talk about, like, why Scot, why Isle of Scotch yeah. is the way it is. Yeah, let's talk about what sets it apart. Yeah, why it's got its own region, this relatively tiny island, in comparison to the rest of Scotland, has its own region dedicated to it, is because of the unique character that the whiskeys on this island, or the whiskey that they produce, the certain character that they have, is very distinct. And these are the these are the smoky ones. So these are the ones that people refer to as smoke bombs, or a lot of people think like you're just band-aids, drinking, burning band-aids. That, that's what Mandy says. Yep, yep. 
And it can turn off a lot of newcomers to scotch, understandably, because it is a very aggressive flavor. Um, perhaps even an acquired flavor for... I mean, I don't even know well, how I got there, too. I'm sure me, I yeah. didn't start, like, my first whiskey Easy ever. Yeah, was I mean, we talked like. about our gateways the last yeah. time. Yeah. I, went, I just went straight for it. But, okay. uh, yeah, like, I mean, I don't really know. You kind of, you definitely have to ease into Like, it. my first yeah. gateway, Isla, yes. was uh, from Ardbeg, one called Ano, which is, like, literally their, uh, interdu- their, like, whiskey that they introduced for people that don't like Isla scotches. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, it's like they intentionally, like, yeah. Tone it, tone it down, made it approachable. But yeah, let's uh, continue. Yeah. So that smoke character is there for a reason, and it has to do with the the constraints of producing whiskey on an island. The terroir. Yeah, the terroir, the, the area. So uh, going back to malting, something we've referred to in previous videos, uh, malting barley is a required process of making beer or whiskey or any spirit. When you start off with just plain grain, malt grain, uh, it's nothing but starches contained on that seed. There are no uh, no simple sugars that the yeast eventually consume. Uh, now, those starches, those long chains of sugars, can be broken down, and that for that you need an enzyme. And what makes barley unique in the grain world is that it does produce its own enzymes to break down those complex starches into simple sugars. However, in order to get those enzymes, the seed needs to think that it's growing. So this is the malting process. So they actually soak grain, raw grain, in a warm water. The seed thinks it's planted, starts to produce these enzymes, starts making the chemical reactions to break itself down to germinate. Yeah. And uh, so now that we've got the enzymes in the seed, if the process wasn't stopped, it would continue to sprout and make a plant. Make a delicious salad, but a terrible whiskey. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> could you get barley greens? Barley I don't salad? know, actually. That's uh, a good barley, question. Barley sprouts? Probably somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, anyway, so in order to stop the process, uh, the grains need to be dried back out. Once it's dried back out, the process stops. Now you have malted barley, which is barley with the enzymes and now the starches. So once you crush all that and uh, soak that into a mash, it... Uh, start the enzymes start breaking down those starches into the sugars, and you're left with sugar water, and then that's what you throw yeast into, and that's what makes you know beer essentially before you distill it into whiskey. Uh, so, being on Isla, they are have a very limited fuel source to use for that malting process. Uh, back in the day, you could use wood. Wood was an early, cheap, affordable way of, of drying out the grains again. Um, by burning wood, though, you would impart some smoky flavor to the whiskey just from the burning of the wood itself. That's why uh, porter, porter beers usually have a little bit of a smoke tinge to it because mm-hmm. that was actually a very cheaply produced or affordably produced uh, grain at the time. So it, just the smoke was part of the character because it was cheap. And, you know, being a porter is for port towns. It was a working man's beer, so it was affordable. Um, but on Isla, they don't have access to wood. Uh, after wood, they moved on to coal, I think specifically coke, which was a very clean burning version of coal. So that made a very uh, neutral flavored grain once you're done drying them back out. However, on Isla, no access to coal. It's an island. No access to trees. So uh, it's so stuck out into the ocean that you know nothing grows. It's all nothing but moss. So what they do have though is peat. And peat 
is the accumulation of years and years and years of essentially like mosses and shrubs, swamp, essentially kind of like swamp. Yeah, but uh, due to the pH of the water, it's too acidic, uh, it's too moist, varying other factors, um, none of that, uh, none of that organic matter decays. It all just kind of gets piled on and piled on year after year. And eventually you just get like a nice thick layer of peat, which is kind of partially decomposed organic matter. So it does burn. In texture, it's almost kind of clay-like yeah. uh, in its like thickness. And like they even uh, historically have made homes out of peat, just like sawing peat out of the ground and like mm-hmm. using it as like bricks. Almost. Yeah. yeah, it's essentially on its way to being coal and oil. You know, give it like, hundreds of thousands of years and keep stacking like and pressing Braveheart? it. Up. Are those like grass huts? Is that what I'm thinking of? Like maybe. Braveheart? Yeah, or was so it just mossy on the roof? I kind of know what you're talking maybe. about. I need to see it again, but gotta watch it. I mean, peace <laughs> has a lot of utility, but it's essentially undecomposed uh, mosses, grasses, flowers, that kind of thing. So, uh, by burning this as a fuel source, uh, they would dry out the grains, and this kind of burning makes a very pungent yeah, kind of smell. Yeah, definitely. this is not a very refined fuel source. So you're going to get lots of smoke. I mean, it's very moist. It's going to make a lot of smoke. Um, it's also going to impart a lot of uh, those grassy characteristics, those flower characteristics, because that's what it's made out of. So you can actually have whiskeys that you can describe as being peaty because it has that, that mossiness, that organic matter, the flowers, um, versus something that's smoky. So depending on how they how they use the peat as the fuel source for drying out the grains. I know, I think uh, Lagavulin, they go slow and low. Mm -hmm. I think they they make a lot of smoke. You know, it's a very, um, what's the term in barbecuing? Where it makes a lot of, it's not a simmer. Uh, There's no, smolder, that's it. That's it. Okay, so they smolder it uh, slow and low. So it makes a lot of smoke, and you get a lot of that smoke character. But we've got some other whiskeys. You know, we we're talking about the ones from Space Side the other day, where the water source has that peat character to it, just because it's picking it up after rolling through all those those peat, the flowers, those, like, and the, the flowers and mosses. Yeah. So you can have you can have something be peaty and not smoky. But usually with these, they're going to be peaty and smoky, or just a lot of smoky. It just has to do with the fuel source they had available on an island being peat. So it's great. Yeah, very cool. Um, so these are as we talked about the three major distilleries probably that most people know mm-hmm. from Isla. Um, do you want to kind of talk about what we have available with the other two? Yeah, so I'll start with Lafroy. Uh, is by volume, I think, the, the most uh, popular of the three just by sheer amount of bottles produced every year. So Lafroy, uh is a Scottish Gaelic for Broad Hollow by the Bay. Um, it is like literally like set on an inlet <laughs> on an inlet like Right on the co- south coast. Uh, let's see, is owned by Bean Suntory. Um, we have a ton of products from them. Their whole like cartridge series going back like four or five years. We have their quarter cask. Uh, we even have a twenty. Their twenty-five year old uh, downstairs in the safe. I believe yeah. I think we have some downstairs. Uh, we used to have their lore, which was yes, one of my favorites. Lefroig lore is like their like premium blend sort mm-hmm. of one. It is fantastic. It's amazing. Uh, and uh, one of the t- flavor profiles that you often get with Lefroig is that like burning medicinal mm-hmm. sort of note to it. Iodine, burning band-aids, burning rubber of a boot sort of thing. 
yeah. uh, which I think, in my opinion, is like the hardest to of the of the three here to like get a start on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's like really, I won't say like unapproachable, but it's difficult as like your first Isla sure. to like really appreciate it, just because you don't get uh, some of the subtleties. It's definitely I mean, if you're not trained for it. As you said, it's the most medicinal. Mm-hmm. Like Lagavulin really just packs that smoke in there, but yeah. Lafleur definitely has that like alcohol mm-hmm. burn more than. And I found a little fun fact. Fun fact about Lafroig. they have this uh, program. It's called Friends of Lafroig, where you can, uh, for your lifetime purchase and lease a one square foot of the island of Isla and the royalties that you get in return is one free pour of Lafroig every year for, at the distillery. Oh, oh so you have to go there. That's so cool. Yeah, but it's kind of neat though. It's like you own How much do you, you lease own, it you know, for? This much? <laughs> eh, probably too much. I don't yeah. know. Yes. I was almost Sounds like a terrible that. return. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're not <laughs> one, did, gla- did one they, shot of whiskey. Did they qualify what the pour could be? I think that's it's true. probably just the like 10 years. All right, well. I mean, if I was going to... All right, anyway. <laughs> all right. Next up, uh, we'll go to Lagavulin, yes. uh, the favorite um, the favorite yep. brand of Nick Offerman. Or uh, not Ron just Nick Swanson, Offerman, but Ron Swanson. Also Nick Offerman. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. uh, found in 1816. It means Hollow of the Mill. It's owned by Diageo. An old fun fact. It was, uh, it was established in 1816, but really been around for almost a century before that because they weren't distilling legally. They had ten like illegal stills running uh, in the town of Lagavulin, and in 1816 is when some brilliant businessman is just like, why don't I like you know make this a bona fide uh, institution? Got the permits, and they became a distillery officially in 1816. Very cool. Yeah. So the the flavors that you get with this one are often those like just pure smoke. Yeah. I get a lot of earthiness to it. Yeah. A lot of like that grassy note to it. Probably has to do with that. That uh, low and slow, the yeah. long time that it takes to still still that, and then the third, yeah, and then the third one that we have is Ardbeg, my personal favorite. Uh, this one dates back to 1798. They began commercial production in 1815, again because of uh, they were, you know, non-commercially distilling before that, you know, a little illegally. But I find it interesting. I couldn't find why exactly. I did a little bit of research, but all three of these were established within a year of each other as legal uh, distilleries. And they're all, like, down the road from each other. So I'm wondering if, like, there was some sort of change in uh, Scottish law or in, like, taxes or something like that that incentivized it to happen. I did find that, like, in the early 19th century, uh, to open a distillery was, like, a 10-pound, you know, tax. So it was, like, almost nothing. So maybe, like... There's the incentives there, and they're all like, well, let's, you know, might as well just make this legal. Yeah. Hmm. So we don't have the, the authorities breathing down our necks. Curious. Mm-hmm. If you know, send us a message. <laughs> yes, we would love to, love to learn. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, our bag is owned by uh, Moat Hennessy. They are, for much of their uh, existence, we're producing scotch for blends, uh, much like the one we did last week, Glen Alki. So it wasn't until about like the late 90s that the name Ardbeg started to become prominent uh, after Glenn Morangie, um acquired them. Uh, before that, they were owned by Hiram Walker and just kind of a bunch of different, you know, entities. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 97 is when they became like their own brand and they've been like churning out award-winning whiskeys ever since then. Yeah. And the one that we have in front of us is their newest addition to their permanent line. It is the Wee Beastie. 
It is, uh, as they say, their newest edition, uh, and they're going for like the rawest and smokiest Ardbeg to date. Smoky isn't a flavor that I often get with Ardbeg. Uh, I get often more of like a like a the savory, briny sort of note to it. Uh, much more influenced by the sea uh, than the other two. Yeah, I find it. Um, kind of, I want to say um, nutty. Like there's like an oily aspect to it, more yes. like a nut oil, not mm-hmm. like a, you know, a cooking or an olive oil, but kind of it's like a very walnutty, hazel, mm-hmm. uh, hazelnutty kind of note to it. And the names of some of their expressions uh, hearken to um, that like maritime influence. Uh, the their other one, the Ugadal, um, is a uh, name of their water source, Lak Ugadal, meaning dark and mysterious. Uh, their other uh, main expression, they have the core of Reckon which is a, uh, a whirlpool off mm-hmm. the north coast of Isla. It's like a permanent whirlpool, always just swirling there. Huge, actually like huge, like several hundred meters across. Uh, and it's like posed as a dangerous, like, you know, stay away sort of kind of thing. Kind of yeah. Course, yeah, and so, <clears throat> yeah, the wee beastie. I couldn't find much about the name on this one, but I think it's- I'm pretty th- clear, yeah. I think they're going for like, yeah, it's small, it's young, it's only five years old, but they're going for like... aggressive and wild. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, It's also very, I mean, some of these scotches can be really pricey, and that one's like relatively affordable, I mean, especially today, Mm -hmm. but also, I think it's $10 regularly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as of late, the price of scotch has increased due to uh, tariffs. Um, imposed by, yeah. uh, you know, certain, certain administrations. Who we won't have to worry about soon. Um, you know, I'm just saying. Assuming all goes to plan. Assuming, all goes assuming to democracy plan. works. Um, so yeah, it is unfortunate that we've seen an increase in price in these recently. But uh, I've always had a theory that like uh, Lagavulin Eight, um, Ardbeg Five, uh, have been released um, partly as, you know, d- as a lower cost option make it more approachable. People don't want to be spending like a hundred dollars, you know, because people new to Scotch don't want to be spending a hundred dollars on, on, on a bottle that they don't even know if they're going to mm-hmm. like. So they're probably, you know, putting out these releases, making them slower cost, making them more widely available. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And there's no shame on the younger age statements in some of these. So like the Ardbeg's flagship is the 10 year. So this one being a five year doesn't mean it's less quality. I mean, when you have something that's so spirit-driven as Isla Scotches, you know, that smoke is from the new-make spirit. The longer this ages, the more that, that smoke character is going to get mellowed out in the barrel. So it's not necessarily a bad thing that these are on the younger side. It's actually kind of exciting mm-hmm. that this can be on the younger side. So you're going to get more of that spirit, less of the barrel. Got no problems with that. So... You ready to taste? Yeah. Really light. Yeah. <clears throat> you also notice that all three of these bottles are tinted or darkly tinted green. Yes. It's more or less because they don't add uh, coloring to it, um, but they don't also want to give off the impression at first sight that it's a weak whiskey. People yeah. look at a whiskey that's really light and they're like, oh, that's not very strong, that's not very good. And they just jump to these, conclu- these conclusions that have absolutely no basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, people picture like a dark, caramely whiskey as being like a fine whiskey, good whiskey, but that is not the case. It's kind of a shame that they have to mask that with, with bottles, but... Yeah. Not mask, but yeah. Be able to yeah. look out for darker bottles, because sometimes they are holding gems for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Or snow? Mmm. It's not super smoky. No. Not incredibly so. I get like more of a tangy. It's more phenolic. The, the classic com compounds are the medicinal ones and that are phenol. So it's definitely more phenolic than it is, I'd say, smoky. The smoke is definitely in there. But yeah. some of the other characteristics, I still always get that. I would say it like airs on the side of Lefroy's uh, penis as, as opposed yeah, to the lager Yeah, and smokiness. Yeah, it's always there. I always get like a walnut. Like a I mean, I get, walnut, I get the oil the for oil sure. Mm -hmm. That you're the pizza in there too. It does smell definitely just like lilacs and mm -hmm, lavender. Lavender and mm -hmm. thistles. Lavender, yep, yeah, thistles, tons of thistle. Mm -hmm. Grassy too. Yeah, like a like wet. A fresh, fresh grass. Like a wet wood. Yeah. I think. Okay, yeah. Mmm, -hmm. okay. Let's taste it. There's the campfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Warm. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Love that. Mm. Okay. Mm. Let's see. This isn't okay. cast drink. It's only 47.4% alcohol. Nothing huge. Nothing small either. Mm -hmm. There's a good amount of sweetness on this one, too. Oh. I see. I find that with Lefroy as well. Uh, to balance out all that smoke, they, these are definitely a sweeter whiskey. You don't usually think about it at first because there's so much else going on. But mm -hmm. there, there definitely is a sweetness and a like a sourness too to go along with it as well like it's kind of sweet and sour yeah. kind of makes it pucker a little bit yeah. yeah 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 but it's a nice backbone for the for the rest of these heavy flavors to ride on because mm -hmm. I mean the finish is long like it still tastes smoke <laughs> yeah these are yeah these are great I feel like I get a little bit of like spice I mean maybe that's just the alcohol quality that you were talking about earlier the burn but mm -hmm. I feel like I get a little bit of spice like there's like a rye like quality to it Yep, getting more into baked goods now. I can see some of that spice coming out. No banana this time. I just no, none. <laughs> That's none. But what kind of bread are we working with? Fruitcakes? No. Yeah, yeah. I, my I head. Like a, um, like a spice, like carrot cake, like a spice. A spice cake, yeah, yeah. like a dense spice cake. Yeah. yeah. My head just keeps going back to like a, like a tangy, like almost barbecue quality to uh. it. Brooklady is the one that barbecue. That one's like barbecue pork. Mm -hmm. Brooklady. Mm. I do get cured meats on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. At five years old, have me fooled. Like I don't. I don't think this feels like. It, like oh, it's too young, or this is too harsh, or whatever. Well, but at it five, is like like all over the place. It is. Like, yeah, it is certainly harsher than their other expressions, the tenure, but not like obnoxiously slip. So. No, no. It lets the it lets the spirit do the talking, and mm -hmm. not sure. none of the barrel right. aging. Ready for the the ones that have been sitting. Oh, boys. geez. Yeah, go ahead. But wait, there's more. But wait, I just sat them out of the way so the table um, wouldn't be <laughs> Okay, so after what, fifteen minutes or so? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. How have this evolved? Ooh, muted. Very muted. <laughs> Very muted. I feel like I only smell alcohol. Yeah. On it, like I don't smell anything else. Yeah, very little smoke. None of the spices. None of the. 
a little bit of grassiness. Honey. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of grass, but you really a little bit of grass, but you gotta get in. Yeah, none of the none of the floral, none of the thistle or the lavender. Easy caramel. Notes. Yeah, that sweetness is definitely highlighted too. Wow, that yeah. was just like a honey sweetness. Mm. Makes sense too. I mean, after after it's been sitting, the really the lighter aromas, the lighter notes, are going to evaporate off faster than the heavier ones. So we're left with some more of the base, which is going to be yeah your heavier character. So the smoke stays. Now, I don't understand the chemical like processes of it, but it, you'd think like that that smoke or like those big heavy notes would literally be the one sinking into the glass, but I don't know. Science, yeah. I don't know. Or not science. Yeah. It's magic. So It's magic. I think uh, even a little water uh, on this one would be okay too. 47% probably handle a little bit of water. That would probably get a lot of those, out, like, those lighter notes to like pop real quick. After sitting out, I feel like it doesn't need any water at all. I don't like, think it needs it. May, maybe at the beginning like a drop or two, but definitely yeah. with patience. Yeah. It's liked it better up front. Yes. Fresh. Yep, Personal. fresh and hot. The spirit mm-hmm. coming out mm-hmm. first. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But it, it definitely is more like when you said honey. I mean, like I still get a little bit of the spice too. So like spice cake. Yeah. That's a little more heavy. Yeah. There. Very cool addition to their lineup. I'm, I'm glad they went with yes. a, a young age statement, and they're proud about it. You know, right on the label, right in front and center. Five years it's, old. Um, not not it's shy or shy. As well, like we just yeah. got it as a feature in the last. We featured, I want to say, in the, like this last fall. Yeah. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they added it earlier in 2020. Yeah. So it's um, it's recent. It's mm-hmm. new. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, pairings. We've said barbecue several times already. Barbecue slider. Yeah. Yeah, we got the smoky barbecue slider. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think anything meaty is going to hand up a ribeye sandwich. Ribeye sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mix up maybe. Pork tamales. Oh, yeah, pork tamales yeah. would go really well as yes. well. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think those would be great options. No, we've got uh, the cabanas now available. We do. Are we calling so, cabanas or greenhouse? Greenhouses? Something. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not tents, they're solid, yeah. but they're individual Use your imagination. table thing. Yeah. What Guido's has? And mm-hmm. Cowboy Monkey. So yeah. we, we still have the full tent, but we also have five of those in our beer garden. So we have a little more seating available uh, currently than we did before, um, and options available as well. So come see us. Uh, yeah. We will all be here this evening. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Thanks. Awkwardly come turn the live off. Get all up in your grill. More of that face. (laughs) Have a good time. Have a good time. Don't I fucking wish I could have a good time. Have a good time. Have a good time. But my brain is more powerful than all of your lies. Have a good time. Have a good time. Wouldn't that just be lovely if I could control my mind have a good time have a good time but i'm falling into something that i can't define what was that one 25 minutes that's like our longest one i think doug just went stop talking about you want to stop talking about history it's fine you guys (laughs) both did great it doesn't have to be a fight and I was joking, the front of your head looks nice too. <laughs>